It's about that time for some nosebleed seats to show everyone can afford to listen to. I'm Zach Wolchuk alongside my main man, Eric Chiafalo. And it is one week after the NFL draft, and we are here to break down and recap it all from Eric and I's perspective. So, Gosh Chief. dang it, I love that freaking jingle, man. Dude, I was just thinking when you played that. I love that freaking jingle. Mm, it hits home. It, it kind of just makes me happy, and I really didn't get to hear it at all this year. Neither one of us did. We were working. So freaking sad. We were working, doing our thing at the radio station, behind the scenes, getting interviews, Rolling on each pick. Just getting our hands dirty, just, man. Just the grunt work, just the the labor, the hard labor. I'm, I know your back was hurting. Mine was killing me. I usually we really was. We were in the trenches, You man. were wearing that little harness thing you walk around with. And I brought my hard hat. For such a sexy individual, man, I you've got the body of a 65-year-old man. Yeah, my back's bad. My back's bad. What's I mean, this, going on? This hard labor of a job that we have isn't doing any favors. But, yeah, man, we missed the jingle. We're sitting here. Doing the radio style, so we didn't get to watch the draft. We didn't get to do it with our boys. I mean, it was a it was a different kind of draft for us. It was still great, but and honestly, you came in here tonight with your pants on, which is weird because I haven't seen you <laughs> with your pants on since before the draft. You just seem to love what the Cowboys did. Next thing you know, it's Saturday morning, your pants are off. And <laughs> yeah, gosh, you went all week without those suckers. I was surprised actually to see you with your pants on. Don't get me wrong. You look good with them on, but you were just, you were rocking and rolling this week, man. It was a pants off, dance off party fiesta. I loved what my Dallas Cowboys did and I was nervous. I was, I was a little nervous getting into things, but overall it turned out to be a great weekend. And I will say what kind of made at least night one worth it was the fact that you and I had got to enjoy it together. So you got my reaction to the Cowboys selection. I got your reaction to the Dolphins selection. We're sitting there talking about what players we're hoping are falling. Oh, my gosh, look at that. What about this? What do you think of this? You and I are sitting there rooting all the way for Tremaine Edmonds, that Virginia Tech linebacker. The fall to the Dolphins, man. Gosh, I wanted it. And Rosen, we had that whole moment where Rosen yeah. falls down. We're thinking... Oakland's on the clock. The Dolphins are about to draft them. Next thing you know, the Cardinals jump up ahead of us and snag them. It turns out Dolphins probably wouldn't have drafted Rosen anyways, even though I would have been totally cool with that. I was also down with some Tremaine Edmonds action. The dude's 19 years old. He looks like Alien versus Predator. He's just a freak show, uh, extraterrestrial, and I would have loved to have him as a linebacker. But he's going to be in the division. He's got Buffalo Bill. We draft Minka Fitzpatrick. Uh, it's hard to be upset about that. I was definitely not upset. Part of me wanted Rosen. Part of me wanted Edmonds. But uh, Minka's sort of a can't-miss guy. And so we land him. And, I, and hey, good stuff. Can't be mad. It's just like, you know, we got probably the top five talent in this draft that fell to us just because of the way things shook out. And uh, now we got ourselves, hopefully we got ourselves a legit free safety. We haven't had one in years. So hats off to Minka. I think the Minka pick is great. When If you looked at mock drafts initially right after, he's a top-five guy. I mean, a lot of people had him going four to Cleveland. So for him to slide like he did, I thought was surprising. Another safety that slid was Derwin James. You know, Derwin James slid all the way down to 17 to the Chargers. Cowboys fans were like, oh, my gosh, Derwin, we're going to get him. We're going to get him. You were chubbing. I saw you had a Derwin James chub. Dude, you know I didn't have a Derwin James chub. You know that I've been a little more anti-James. And, and it sucks because, like, in this process, if you're not as high on a guy, it automatically looks like you don't like him. 
It's not that I don't like the player. Why do you hate Derwin James? Yeah, right. It's not that I hate Derwin James or don't like him. I think Derwin James is a strong safety. I think the comparison to Cam Chancellor, which is now all of a sudden happening everywhere because he went to a defense where the former coach happens to have come from Seattle. Oh, here we go. He's their new Cam Chancellor. It's a perfect fit, right? Yes, it is. Well, the Cowboys need a free safety like you were just talking about with Minka. And I'm thinking, I don't know that I really want another guy who's going to come in and be a strong safety. Now, would he be the best safety we've probably had since Darren Woodson? Sure. But he's still not a free, rangy ball hawk Earl Thomas who the Cowboys were rumored to be trading. So I wasn't in love with that fit as much, just like you weren't. When we I asked you about Derwin, you're like, eh, I don't really like him for the Dolphins. I think Mink is a much better player for the Dolphins if you want that rangy ball hawk back there. 100%. No, I definitely am glad that we took him over James. I would have been really disappointed if we took James because uh, similar to the Cowboys, we don't need a strong safety. We need a free safety. So we got that in Minka. Hopefully he can play that single high uh, just back there ball hawking on people. But he's a versatile guy, so he'll be down there in the nickel. He'll be down there in dime packages playing that slot spot. Uh, he can play even in the box. He can blitz. I mean, the dude does just about a little bit of everything, but if we can get him as that center fielder, Gosh, man, I will be just thrilled to cover tight ends because we can't do that. We never have been able to. Uh, we had Deion Jordan that did that for about two games before he went into a uh, drug-related suspension, and now he's actually dominating Love drugs. Uh, for the Seattle Seahawks. So uh, that came full circle for us. But Was we he, finally is got he dominating now? Is he actually well, playing he, well? He, yeah, he, took, he, had a, he had some sacks. Like He's going to be – they're like looking at Deion Jordan there in Seattle this year as potentially being like their – Michael or, Bennett, second or third best pass rusher. Yeah. Wow. Uh, so they're expecting high things out of Deion. They Jordan. know defensive linemen, though. I mean, the, the Seahawks have done an excellent job. Like I think they went and scooped up Puna Ford from Texas, that defensive tackle who Puna. went undrafted. Oh, he did go undrafted. Yeah, he went okay, undrafted, wow. and that's one of the players. Him and Holton Hill, both from UT, that I thought were pretty darn solid. Now Hill, I had heard he just can't stay off the green. He loves himself some marijuana. He was he party during that four twenty show. He hit us up and was yeah. like, y'all, great episode. Yeah, no, he was actually, uh, he wanted to come in studio with us. We were like, like whoa, whoa, No, whoa, we're not into on. that. We're like, not trying to get we you might, in trouble here. No, nah, dude, you can't you can't be be doing that. But I think so. he parties harder than we do. Yeah, <laughs> no doubt. Is, no doubt. He's on that Wiz crazy. Snoop level, I think, man. Yeah, right? no, he's, he's having on that, smoke that Willie Nelson. But he's a good player, ended up in Minnesota. So, a player. Seattle knows how to assess the defensive line group. Now, when I saw you on Monday, you were wearing, like, jorts. And I've never really seen you wear jorts before. And I was like, what? Because you know, I go pants off if I'm in love with what my team's doing. Yeah, you and go you pants off. Typically, constantly. Sometimes you even just roll up your sweats. You've done that look before. But the jorts, I was like, does this mean you're undecided? How do you feel about the Dolphins draft? I don't really know much about it outside around one. Oh, okay. Uh, well, overall, uh, I think it was pretty good. You know, I, I came away feeling pretty solid about it. We got Gaseki, the, the, the Penn State guy, uh, in the second round. Hopefully he pans out. He can't block worth a lick, but. Uh, he's a hell of a an athlete. He's 6'5", 250 something. He's got the build, and he tested incredibly well at the combine. Uh, the dude's a good player, so hopefully he can become sort of that red zone uh, matchup nightmare for teams we haven't had. Not only can we not cover tight ends over the years, we don't really have one that is a stud. So hopefully Gasecki will be that for us in the third round. We go Jerome Baker, linebacker out of Ohio State. And and he's an undersized guy. He's kind of built like Roquan Smith. He's fast, undersized, 6'1", 230. Uh, but the dude moves incredibly well, super athletic, can cover running backs, tight ends, uh, blitz as well. 
Uh, so we needed a weak side linebacker, and it looks like we got ourselves one. We got Raquan McMillan already from Ohio State the year before, who was out all his rookie year with a knee injury. Yeah, they like those Buckeye backs. Yeah, so we, we put them two together. Kiko Alonso sucks, but our, our linebackers are Kiko Alonso, Raquan McMillan, and, and I guess Baker now. And I think we got some. We added speed to our defense with with Fitzpatrick and with Baker. We got guys who can cover. And guys with speed, I, I think that's going to be hugely, hugely beneficial. In the fourth round, we get a, a blocking tight end at a Notre Dame. His last name's Smith, spelled with a Y and an E. They went two tight uh, ends. It's hard to really trust anybody with the last name Smith who spells it with a Y <laughs> and an E. So I'm a little bit concerned about that pick. But he's kind of like an Anthony Fasano guy. Didn't really catch too many passes. Not that he's incapable of it, but he's mostly just a blocker. Uh, and it's hard to find tight ends now that coming out of the draft that are stud blockers from day one he seems to be like that kind of guy so we got Gasecki as a tight end who's just your he's your downfield guy he's your receiving threat matchup nightmare in the red zone cannot block then we basically got the opposite in Smith with a Y and a E uh, who who does block so uh, we solidified the tight end spot seemed to f- uh, solidify the uh, the linebacker spot and boost the secondary with Fitzpatrick and then we got uh, we got a running back who could be a good pass catcher, Ballage or whatever from from Arizona State. He's a big guy, but he plays a little bit finesse. Uh, the only problem I have with our draft is you look at it and we didn't draft. I'm all about drafting quarterbacks every year, especially when you're the Dolphins and you don't really have yeah, one. Yeah, from going from maybe Rosen to no quarterback, yeah. it's weird. Yeah, so I was hoping to draft maybe one of those guys like Mike White, like the Cowboys ended oh, up getting. Oh, no, you know, Mike White is arse. Get away. Somebody like that you know, that we could have developed. I would have liked to have seen that. And then also, anytime you go through an entire draft, you don't have a single trench player in terms of you don't have a single defensive lineman or a single offensive lineman. That's a little bit concerning as well because I think that's where you win in the NFL. And anytime you can find, even if it's a late round guy, find a guy who can be a body for you, rotational on the off or the defensive line, or at least add depth on the offensive line. Uh, and you never know when you find a gem. Uh, so, so we didn't draft an offensive lineman or a defensive lineman. That is a bit concerning uh, because again, you win in the trenches, but. We added athleticism. We got we we solidified most of our needs, except for I would say defensive tackle. Uh, so overall, solid. But you never really know with this stuff, man. I think the only surefire thing is Minka. Uh, but if the tight end, if Gasecki doesn't pan out, then this whole thing's a, a joke. If Baker, the linebacker, doesn't pan out, then we're screwed. I think that's where this whole draft for the Dolphins pretty much hinges. Those but three guys: Baker, Gasecki, Fitzpatrick. Let's get to the important stuff, Walchuk. Let's oh, so talk some. Dallas Cowboys football. I'm glad that you recognize who is more important in the landscape of the National Football League between those Miami Dolphins. Miami Dolphins. Miami Dolphins number one. But they're not because they are number two to the Dallas Cowboys. Clearly. Clearly. There was a Philadelphia Eagle who had some things to say about that. What Uh, are you talking about? Really big... uh, He's important. He's he's solidified. He's got a he's got a great platform, and he deserves that platform because he was a stud NFL player. We'll get to that later. Also, quick tease here. Who the hell are you talking about? I know we didn't get to it. I'm, I'm talking about the the the, the David Akers guy. David Schmakers. David Schmakers. He came out there the and just kicker? totally busted you up. Yeah. So we'll get to that later. We'll also get to, and I know we we meant to get to it last week. We've been meaning to get to this thing for a while now. We're definitely going to get to it today. Highly anticipated. 2018, Zach Wolchuk, NFL Scouting Combine. Mm. Greatest ass list of the 2018 uh, Scouting Combine. 
We've been teasing this thing for forever. You've been putting in the work, so I can't wait to get to that in a little bit. So composed. Um, do you know if any of the Dolphins players, just by chance, that any of the guys that we drafted, were they on that ass list? I know Fitzpatrick has himself a tush, Walchuk. Fitzpatrick, yeah, he has himself a tush, but I will say in terms of the comparison to James, it was Derwin James that had Derwin? The, the better tush. Oh, uh, Derwin James. So we don't have a single backside. Dolphin? I mean, no, just a little... Gisecki. Was oh, actually Gisecki? number two among tight ends. Really? Yeah, so you got yourself wow, the second exciting. best tight end. Okay, that's that's a spoiler alert. All right, don't give us away anymore. Okay. Because this is this is highly anticipated here. Okay, <laughs> but my God, this is exciting. I can't wait to get to that. Uh, okay, so Dallas Cowboys. Leighton Vandrash gets drafted in the first round. So hot. Was it? Look, I was with you, and you were a little bit, eh, okay, eh, okay. But what, right. else would you, what else would you have done? I would have gone Harold Landry. We talked about that. Think he's got a little bit of a, an injury issue. Yeah, I didn't know he, about he this. He fell pretty far now in the he, draft. Well, because hindsight's twenty twenty, right? In the moment, so they say. We don't know if Harold Landry's going to slide out of the first round. Nor had I really heard that he had a bunch of foot issues um, that was serious enough to where people didn't want to take him in the first round. To me, he was still the second best pass rusher in the draft behind Chubb, and everybody loves a good Chubb. And there were two Chubbs in this draft, so two teams could get Chubby. But I was on board with Landry now. I knew the Cowboys were going to go Van Der Esch, just the way it was going, especially once James was being was being taken. Now, I found out over the weekend from brilliant sources that we work with, apparently the Cowboys were locked in on, on Van Der Esch. LVE was the dude. They love this kid. Will McClay's interviewed him, talked to him. Uh, apparently, one of the things that he said was, you know, what do you want to be in 10 years? Where do you see yourself? Typical interview question. Van Der Esch looked him dead in the eyes and said, I want to be the captain of a Super Bowl winning defense. And that's what you want to hear from a dude. But it's one thing to hear it. It's another thing when you're actually talking across from someone, looking them in the eyes, and you kind of get to feel like, wow, this dude is dead serious. Because people can BS you. Like, you and I, we're great at BSing. Oh, God. So there's times I'm up here, and you'll ask me something, and I'll give you an answer. And you can tell by looking me in the eyes, wow, he is giving me bull right now. Literally. I can see it in your eyes right now. But there are other times where I look at you in the eyes. Very few times. And you can tell... He's serious right now. It's, I can literally count that on two fingers. Don't you dare go that route. You know it's more than that. Listen to me. Uh, I do love, though, how the how these teams, after they draft a guy, they always come out and say, no, this is the guy we wanted. You know, even if the Cowboys were picking number one overall, they would have taken Leighton. Uh, I don't think that's the case. You know, but it's, uh, but it's just it, after the draft, it's always, no, yeah, we would like the Dol- even the Dolphins, yeah, no, we wouldn't have taken Rosen. We, we, we wanted Fitzpatrick no matter what. Okay. Okay. Yeah, with the Cowboys, people that work within that building, though, you just kept hearing the name. Van Der Esch, Van Der Esch, Van Der Esch. Every team it in the did first seem like round. they had a lot of interest in him because you can kind of look at who's going to be available in the range you're picking. Picking 11 is a little different than picking 19. We knew, hey, there's realistically only going to be a handful of dudes you can go for, and they kind of honed in on, on Van Der Esch. If you're picking anywhere in the top 10, and who the hell knows what's going to happen. Well, there. you got to be excited to have a, a, a Paul's Luzny sort of Keekly sort of Cushing. I like the Keekly. Yeah, I can see it. No, but it's the whole thing. Yeah, he's got a little carpenter in him too. Don't forget no, that. He's no, got a little Bobby not as much in him. Bobby. I think more. Uh, but you can see more it, so Keekly and Erlacher. I can see it. Oh, I got a little got a little Erlacher. Yeah, in I him. can see you, that. You hope for the Erlacher. He's wearing Leroy Jordan's old number, number fifty-five. I can see it. Got a little Rolando McLean. No. Actually, Hopefully yeah, not. I can see off it. the field. Yeah. No, 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 off the field. On the off the field, this dude is like uh, Sean Lee. It seems this kid is just not as a good dude. Doesn't have much of football IQ. I think he's Sean. just. And I talked about it on the show last week. I think this is a player that's scratching the surface on his potential. 
He hasn't played a ton against 11-man fronts. I think he's played 14 whole games in his life against 11-man fronts because he played eight-man football. So, look, I'm excited about him. I think that that's a huge need that they filled. They needed a linebacker, especially a guy that's versatile. They can plug and play him in the middle next to Lee, next to Jalen Smith, take some pressure off of Smith. And this is a dude that's going to be. Uh, I think his ceiling is a is, is a very is his ceiling's a potential All Pro, but I think his floor is at the very least he's going to be a, a quality starter for you in the league for ten years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I agree with you. He's going to be a starter, but then in the second round you turn around, you go get yourself a Connor Williams offensive lineman, and you were thrilled. You were elated. This is about when that that first button started popping off on your pants. They didn't come all the way down yet. You started working towards that zipper, dude. Oh, man, I, I was freaking bulging with excitement after the Connor Williams selection. You know I was an Isaiah Wynn guy. The Pats got him in the first. So hoping that little dude would slip down a little bit. You're a trench guy at heart, though. That's I am, why, no. That's, so that's why I love you. I'm about the linemen. I'm about them, man. I, 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 you and I, the reason we're even best friends is because we looked each other in the face and we were like, how would you start building your football team? Trenches. 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 And not only that, once I'm set in the trenches, I'm still attacking the trenches because you can't have enough big hogs on the front or the defensive front. It doesn't matter, man. And we both feel like the most important attribute to a starting quarterback is how composed they are. Yes, and you're only going to be composed if you've got a good front five in front of you to give you some time to stand back there, compose yourself, and throw darts. And the Cowboys now have a situation where you bring in Connor Williams. Now, I, I got a little nervous. Will Hernandez went to the Giants. I'm like, crap. They're, they're going to the Giants. Hey, we're going to get to the NFC East. Yeah. Oh, we will. That's the Giants tease. kicked we'll get ass. there. Which, yeah, get out. Kick down. That was a great pick for them. That was a great pick. So now I'm thinking, man, okay, Connor Williams is the guy. He needs to fall to 50. And there was a lot of talk because Jason Witten that day announced, uh, I'm retiring. Yeah, we might have a uh, goodbye Witten uh, ceremony. Yeah, here not shortly. official just yet, but we might have to do a uh, a little Witten farewell at some point when that does become official. And for the record, look, I, I did as a fan. I think your mind goes, dude, why are you doing this now? It is literally day two of the NFL draft. Your city is hosting the NFL draft, and now you're going to say, "Oh, Bombshell. I'm retiring." Bombshell! What the hell? This is after you were talking about how you want to play years. And some people with knowledge are like, man, is it a good or a bad thing that Jason Witten wants to play This is the best years? thing that could ever happen to the Cowboys is him saying, you know what, I'm out of here. Because guess he, what? That was a tough one to have to say goodbye to if yeah. he got to that point. He is not even close to the same player as he once once was. He can always run that six-and-a-half-yard button hook. Okay? But, man, he used to be a stud blocker. He used to be a stud at a lot of different things, and now he's not so much. I don't know that he's still not a – a stud blocker, sure. He's, he's still not a pretty, stud blocker. He's still a pretty darn good blocker. He's an okay blocker. He's one of the. He's an above average blocking tight end in football right now. Man. I disagree, but but that's fine. Either way, you're splitting I think hairs. He's still a solid blocker. But I think that uh, you don't want to run into a situation where you get a guy who's like no. him. He's the face of the franchise. I'm okay with this. He's beloved, but he's not the same player. And he wants to hang around until he's 40. When I saw that a couple weeks ago, I was like, "Gosh, that's the worst thing that could no, happen." That was terrible. I was like, you know, maybe a year, maybe two, if you want. He is still a good safety blanket. Like you said, he's a third down guy. Move the change. You need to pick up five, just eight yards. He can do that for you. But nah, just five. No, dude, he can turn up field. He's always great about turning up field. So good. Ah, six. He's so Okay, six yards. He'll get you that extra yard. There we go. 
I'm not upset about that, especially if you got the Monday Night Football job. Dude, take that and run with it. That's not going to be there every day. The only qualification to be a color analyst uh, in any NFL primetime big, just a big job, you got to play for the Cowboys. That's it. Just be a former Cowboy just and we'll put you on member. Monday Night Football. We'll put you on America's Sunday team. Night Football. We'll put you on America Fox. Knows we'll put you are. anywhere. A recognizable play face. Play for the Cowboys. Recognizable voice. Play for the Cowboys, America's team. Everybody knows you. So you draft Connor Williams. You're dancing Hometown in your pants. kid. Hometown yeah, kid. Yeah, yeah. He, he's, a, he's a local right? guy. And he was emotional to get picked by the team. It was great. And I love his versatility. We, I think we talked about that on our draft show as well. The ability to kick in, uh, to play guard. I think he's also got the ability to play tackle in a pinch if you need to. Due to injury, I think it's an excellent selection. And to get him at 50 when he was a projected top 10 pick coming into the season, I think that's a steal. Yeah, Great value. And that's what I was going to say. You get a guy in the second round whom, if he would have came out in last year's draft, he would have been definitely a top 15 pick. And and just because it seems like he had, he had an injury sort of riddled season this year that kind of made him be much less of a player. Uh, but assuming he's healthy and at full strength, you guys got yourself... Uh, a really athletic guy who has uh, got a little bit of a nasty streak to him, and he loves nothing more than to be a Dallas Cowboy. Uh, and, they, and they've envisioned him at left guard, from what I hear. Oh, for sure. Uh, which is exactly you need what a, you guys need. got needed. a hole there, exactly. And, and now the offensive line becomes a strength again, and the only thing you really worry about is, is one, I mean, obviously Williams is a rookie, so you hope uh, he, he can still be what you expect him to be. But even more than that, Tyron Smith. Does he stay healthy? If he does, you guys are back to having one of the best, if not the best, offensive lines in football. Yeah, already added some depth in Fleming and or Fleming and whoever else you guys and got. Fleming and this Martin dude. And, and this Martin dude. Okay, so uh, with that, you got some depth. Uh, you should have a solid starting five, and now that offense can get back to their bread and butter, which is just turning around, handing it to old Zeke, baby. Uh, maybe a little play action here and there. Uh, and let's control the football, and let's protect our quarterback. 2,000 yards for Ezekiel Elliott. That is You're the mission. You're calling it now? That is the mission. You going on record? I'm not going to call it now. i got to see how this line looks a little bit in training camp, but that's got to be your mindset coming in, man. That's your offense, because you look at the receiving core, you got a, you got a bunch of guys that can come in and fill roles, and I love the pick at 83 in the third round of Michael Gallup. We had looked at Michael Gallup. Uh, our own Jeffrey Kavanaugh that we work with, the 105 through the fan, a, a big draft guru around these parts. This is right about the time where that zipper came all the way down. It was off. I mean, no, the pants were flying off now at this point. Really? I'm like, okay. oh, my God. Michael wow, Gallup. I missed that. So my dude, Anthony Miller, went to the Bears earlier in the round. And that's fine because Gallup was still on the board. And I was shocked that he was there. And when the Cowboys actually took him, I mean, I think this dude's going to be your best receiver this year. Is that, I is think that, him and Hearns outside. And is you that got, because he's so good, or is that an indictment on the entire receiving room? I think it's a combination of both. I think that's fair to say, and I think it is a combination of both. I think he is also very good, and the room's, and the rest the room's dropped a little bit. I, I mean, Terrence Williams could be out of a out of a job. Oh, my God. Boise State He dude. literally, right in this very moment, at, at, at 3 a.m. on a Friday, could be foot-racing individuals in a strip club parking lot. I mean, can you even fathom? That I can be fathom. that could be your number one receiver. I Absolutely hope he is. not. Alan Hearns might not make it to pass week four. Now you got Gallup, your starting receiver. Oh, you do have a little white wrapper in the slot. That's cool. Where's Switz? Oh, he's in Oakland now. Oh, well, we also have Tavon Austin. Tavon, who the Cowboys traded for, gave he's up more a of a sixth running round back for pick. You guys. He's going to be more. He's going to be a third down back. Uh, you put him back there. 
returner. Kick, kick return, punt return. Little you Lance Dunbar action. That mixture of Rod Smith and Ezekiel Elliott. Look, I think Tavon Austin can find a role. And the Cowboys, for whatever reason, this offense loves to run those stupid jet sweeps. They've been doing it since hey, the days of Lucky Whitehead, with, uh, and Lance Lucky Dunbar, Whitehead. or Good Ryan God. freaking Switzer. So here we go. We're going to have Tavon Austin do that. He's He's got a better skill set for it than I think anybody that they've had prior to him running it. We'll see how that goes. I think Austin will find a nice little groove in this receiving core. Later on in the draft, they get some depth guys, man. I mean, they go ahead and they draft a tight end in David Schultz, who I think has got some upside. I think he's a, a great blocker like you were talking about with the Dolphins, dude. Good blocking tight end that can come in and play. But because he's on an offense, it's very pro-style, run-heavy, and he's playing with, I think, two guys that down the road here in a couple of years are going to be high draft picks themselves. He didn't have a bunch of statistics in terms of receptions. I think he's going to be better than expected and outdo that production. I think that dude could be the starting tight end by the end of the year. I'm excited about him, David Schultz. Uh, The wide receiver from Boise State, Wilson, this kid I don't know much about. We'll see how he does. He's definitely a camp body. He can make the team awesome. There we go. And then to get Bo Scarborough in the seventh. You know, big Bo, big bruiser. You think this team wants to run the football? You're damn right they want to run the football. Let's line up. Let's smash him in the mouth. And they love this defensive end, Armstrong Jr. from Kansas. Now, if you look at him, he is a high-motor guy. I can see he is a Ron Marinelli dude in a nutshell. A guy who is just up the field in a hurry, has some good pass rush moves, I think probably needs to work on his run game a little bit. Um, he needs to bulk up. He's a little bit slender. So is he sort of like a third down pass rush specialist, uh, at least for his first season? It's yeah, just at kind this of stage for sure. Passing you situation. You can't have enough guys that can get after it. And he, I think this dude is actually yeah. a good natural no, pass rush. I saw a stat, something where Connor Williams never allowed a, a sack at Texas while he was there, except for one time, and it was against that Armstrong kid from Kansas. Really? No kidding. Uh, I don't know if that's real or not. I, I don't know if maybe I was dreaming, uh, and I just totally made that up in my sleep. For a really bad uh, football team somewhere. in Kansas, that dude was was a diamond in the rough, no doubt about it. So, I know nothing about the kid. I literally haven't seen a second of his film, but I'll believe you when I when you say when you say he's slender. Like, what's his build? Are we looking at like six four two fifty? I think so. That sounds right. Okay, yeah. he's a big guy. He's got good size and speed. Yeah, I think he's got good solid speed. I mean, we could look up his times if you wanted. We just need to see can he set an edge? But, can he play on first and yeah, second? Yeah, I think down? he can. Yeah, that's that's what he needs to work on. That's what he needs to work on. Well, I think you got he, Taco Charlton for that kind of thing, and he's good at that actually. Yeah, and, and Taco started to come on a little bit at the end of the year, so maybe maybe there's something there. And if you can get Randy Gregory back, which I never bank on, um, but if wasn't he if he's available four twenty party. No, Randy, Randy? Actually, for the first time in, in years. I was going to say, he's Randy been there. Randy was been... not there, and I think that that gave me optimism that he's turned the corner. Yeah, I guess that's a good Because it's hard for him to say no, and he said no. I don't know. It was so fuzzy and hazy in there, man. I couldn't even remember if he showed Hazy's up Hazy's the right word, baby. He's definitely been there. Wow, that's the first time he hasn't been there since he was like seven years old. I mean, he is always at our 420 party. God dang it, Randy. Good for him. Yeah, no, I mean, hey, if that's what you're into, man, if that's the life you want to live... uh a non-smoking life, good for you. Sure. And then the trade, uh, Switzer for Jahan Ward, who's a defensive tackle from Oakland. Yeah, who, who I really don't know much about, but you guys need that interior defensive line yeah, help. Yeah, exactly. And, and he's been in the league, the so I assume he's at least a serviceable guy. Yeah, for sure. So you're hoping, he was a guy Will McClay liked coming out of college. Uh, he's a young dude, too. I think maybe he's going into his third year or something like that. Uh, look, you didn't address the interior defensive line. 
They also didn't address safety, and I'm okay with that. People will be like, what the heck? Because, you know, they're old Thomas you stuff. You got Jeff Heath, man. Straight around. You guys, you're okay. <laughs> yeah, Jeff Heath. be fine, man. Look, Jeff Heath. Jeff Heath finds an, a way to make some plays here and there. God bless him. But he's limited to what he can do. We know that. So start Woods and Frazier and see what you can do. And if you really do need some help, there's some guys on the open market that you could go sign. Trey Boston, Eric Reed. I hate Kenny Vaccaro, but supposedly they've expressed interest in Kenny Vaccaro at some points throughout the years. So there's some options out there if you don't like what you have on your team. And the Mike White pick, man. You know, that Mike White pick down the road, this is a big show me year for Dak. If Dak Prescott struggles this year, which I don't think he will, I think they've done a good job of looking at like, all right, what is Dak's skill set? He's a quarterback. He's going to survey the uh, the defense and basically throw to who the defense tells him to throw God, to. Just don't say the phrase. The open guy. Don't right? say the phrase. What? The phrase that has been killing me for the last... What is it? All off-season. What is it? All I've been hearing. Dak friendly? Dak bleeping friendly. Yeah, no, it's not Dak friendly. Gosh, dang it, I can't stand it. But they have have put together a team that's, you know, better for his skill set. He doesn't have to feel pressured to force the ball to to Dez or a number one guy. He's got a bunch of receivers, a plethora of guys that can come in and do different things and work together, and uh, he, he can just do what he does best, be a point guard and deliver. And we'll see how it goes. Obviously, it's going to be a Zeke Elliott. He's going to dictate everything. This team will go as far as 21 brings them. The quest for 2,000 starts now. I mean, I'm looking for a Terrell Davis kind of 1998 season from Zeke this year. And if he can do that, Cowboys have a chance to win a Super Bowl. Okay, okay, Mr. Super Bowl man. Now, uh, speaking of badass running backs like Zeke, you know, the NFC East in general Got a couple of running backs added into that division. Now, you guys have three of what could end up being three of the the best young running backs in football uh, by the end of the season because let's start with the New York Giants. Number two pick in the draft. Zach Barkley, huh? Saquon Barkley, Mr. Do-It-All Yeah, he's good. Penn State. He's really good. He's a badass. Uh, There's really not much to talk about with him because we know that he is a stud. He does it all. He does it all very, very well. What well, what I would ask you is, do you agree with the pick at two? Um, yeah, it's hard to imagine passing up on a quarterback. Our huge mock had, we went Chubb? We went Chubb, yeah. We went Chubb uh, because pass rushers, Gettleman, the Giants, we know their, their MO over the years when they've been great. They've had great defenses and especially pass rushers. Uh, they just got rid of uh, the four-fingered man, Pierre Paul. That was it, three. Is it three might be three. might be five. I think it's honestly, if we're really getting down to it, I think it's actually two and a half. Two and a ding? Two and a half finger Pierre Paul is out of there, and now they just got Vernon. So we thought they were going to take Chubb. They go and take Saquon. Gettleman was pretty much sold from the start. On old Saquon, uh, and, and it's hard to really argue because Barkley's such a stud. But passing on a guy like Chubb, and also passing on uh, all the quarterbacks. I guess if you didn't really like Darnold or Rosen or the other guys, you know, then fine. Uh, but you're the Giants; you're probably not going to find yourself in a position to draft a quarterback that high, uh, you know, very often, unless you give up a bunch of picks to move up and do so. You finally found yourself there, and you didn't take him. So I guess they got faith in Eli. Uh, and they're not trying to do much in the way of rebuilding at this point. Uh, so they take they take Barkley, who's arguably the best player in the draft. It's hard to argue with it. So, boom, they do that. Then in the second round, they take your boy Hernandez, uh, the guard yeah, out, of, out of UTEP. That. And they needed that because that offensive line was terrible. Oh, it's uh, so it still bad. is. It still is bad. They're trying to trade Eric Flowers right now, which 
they get anything more now, than why a would small you bag just of Doritos. Cut the guy. That, that be... dude is not good at football. Eric Flowers is an absolute atrocious football player. And I think part of the reason why is that you can't trust a guy named Eric who spells it E-R-E-C-K. Well, if you had to just end that sentence with you can't trust a guy named Eric, I'd have believed it. Funny. But it's kind of like Smith for the Dolphins. S-M-Y-T-H-E. I can't trust you. Yeah, it is weird. It's weird spelling. Eric, E-R-E-C-K. I can't trust you. So they take Hernandez. Hernandez is going to just plug and play, fill him in right there at guard. He's sort of a uh, he's a mauler, man. And, and if Barkley's going to have any sort of success, he's got to have a good offensive line. Uh, they, they got Solder, right? They did. They got, they got Solder at the left. They, uh, they, left tackle. they added two offensive linemen to what was a putrid offensive line, but they should be at least a little bit solid better. this year. A little bit better. So good because Barkley's going to need all the help he can get. Then in the third round, they took my man, my yeah, boy, your my guy. lover. I was Mr. hoping he'd go to New England or something. Lorenzo Carter, linebacker, Georgia. He's kind of that 3-4 outside linebacker in a perfect situation, but he's in the he's in uh, with the Giants. They don't run a 3-4. Unless no. they change things up. So on who him, knows right? where he's going to play? He's probably going to end up being a huge bust for the Giants. No, I mean he's. He, I think he's still going to be a good linebacker. Not a good scheme uh, he, fit I think at he had all. Some some health concerns. I don't know Fairly what those concerns issues. were. Probably being drafted by the Giants. But he's going to be a good player. Uh, he's he can pass rush. Uh, he can run stop. He can set the edge. He, he kind of does a little bit of everything. I was surprised uh, that he went as low as he did. But uh, just again, another good pick for the Giants. They're really three for three at this point. And then. Uh, in the in the fourth round, or actually still in the third round, they take B.J. Hill, defensive tackle. I don't know much about him, but uh, I'm always about trench guys. B.J.'s on a hill, man. Uh, love a good B.J., uh, and especially at 69 overall where they picked him. So yeah. that's just, that was meant to be. No kidding. Uh, and then they took Lauletta, uh, the quarterback. Uh, that was a smart pick for them. They didn't take one early, but they take a guy late. Lauletta's a guy who's incredibly accurate uh, and could end up being, after a couple of years sitting behind Eli, could end up being a decent guy. Uh, but again, you yes, take a flyer Giants, out on a guy like that. And who cares about the remainder picks? The Giants are going to be a lot better than they were last year. Well, they also got R.J. McIntosh, defensive oh, tackle out of Miami. Oh, he's from Miami. Okay, yeah. fine. And, That's and, fair and enough. He, and he's a decent player. They got trench guys on the defensive line, the offensive line. They got Barkley, might be the best player in the draft. I think Gettleman and company, A-plus, boys. A-plus? A-plus, plus. Eh, I don't know about an A-plus, plus. They still took a running back. Over an outstanding defensive end prospect, I, I know a team. That, I know a team that did that a couple of years ago. Who? Dallas Cowboys. Oh, there was a Bradley Chubb sitting there at four that they passed on. Really, there was a Jalen Ramsey. Or what oh yeah, pass Bosa, Bosa already got picked. Bosa right. was picked. Y'all still would have taken Z. Uh, I don't know about that. No, I think no, Bosa was the best player on the Cowboys. Hindsight's board always twenty twenty. They always wanted to take I, the you're guy. You're right. That they took. You're right. Always. Sure, sure. They always do. But the Cowboys didn't pass on a pass rusher in the draft. Look, I love Saquon Barkley. I think he's going to be a good player, but I think they made a mistake by not addressing the needed quarterback and then not taking the premium position, which is a defensive end, and they definitely needed help there. We'll see. I think this year, though, the Giants are probably going to compete for a wild card spot. I really do. I think that last year was more of a fluke. They get Oldell Beckham coming back. I still don't really believe a ton of Eli Manning, but he still has that pedigree and at times has outperformed even... I think what he thinks and knows he's capable of with. So, I don't know. I think the Giants, I'm a little bit nervous about the Giants. I think they can be an 8-10 win football team. But, so, so as a Cowboys fan, they take Barkley at two, and you're kind of fist-pumping, saying, all right, cool, I'm glad, good. No, no, I mean, I'm, I'm upset they got a good player. But, yeah, I mean, I'm happy that they didn't take one of, like, a Darnold. Or a or, Chubb. Yeah, because now, I mean, I don't know about Lauletta, but honestly, I'm not fearing 
the future with Lauletta leading the Giants, but with the Sam Darnold, eh, I might have been like, damn it, they could be pretty good here for 10 more years because they finally got a quarterback. All right, so then Washington steps up, and in the first round they take uh, Deron Payne. Yeah, so they build it again, second year in a row, they take an Alabama defensive lineman. And uh, it's the Redskins, so I'm never really that nervous. But I do, I do kind of like that. I mean, they should have a good interior defensive line, which should counter and give the Cowboys offensive line a little bit of trouble. They know the Cowboys want to run the football. So if you're building to beat the teams in your own division, the Giants clearly do too. They spent the second overall pick on a running back and then followed up by drafting a guard. So you look at what's going on within the division, you got two teams that definitely would like to run the football. Go ahead and beef up the interior of that defensive line. Not a bad pick for the Redskins. Thought that was a little high for Payne. But not a bad pick. It is a little high for Payne, uh, and I'm not really crazy about Payne, but scheme-wise, he fits perfectly with what Washington does. So so good for them. They got their guy there. And then in the second round, we talked about it. Running backs got added to this this uh, this division. You got Zeke, you got Barkley, and you got Darius Geis. What do you uh, think of Geis? Because to me, like I don't think he's a bad player, but I don't think there was really a huge difference between him and a Karrion Johnson or a Nick Chubb or... Some of the other backs in this draft, and other people thought he was a first-round guy. I'm not surprised he didn't go in the first round, personally. Yeah, no, he's a, he's a good player. He's a good runner. He is. Uh, he, he's a big guy. He's a physical guy. Uh, he, he's he's got good speed. Also, good change of direction. 420 friendly. He is a 420 friendly guy. Uh, he had some weird uh, interview stuff going on with the combine. I don't know funky stuff there. That could have been a reason why he fell a little bit. But he's a talented runner. Uh, he only caught 32 balls at LSU for his career. Got to hopefully do more than that in the passing game. I don't know if he's incapable of it. They didn't want to do it, what the deal is, but it'd be nice if they could get more out of him that way. But strictly as a runner, the dude's a hell of a player. Well, they do have Chris Thompson who fills that role, and he was very, good very point. good last That's year. That's a good point. He got so injured, though. Do you, he did he, get is injured. he coming off of a serious injury? Oh, I don't remember. Man, I thought I, he was out for the I think he might have broken his leg or something like that. Okay. okay. So I don't know that it's a ligament issue. He should be good to go, I would assume, for the start of the season. And then P. Ryan just peed his way right out of that job. I mean, Samaje so Piran had that thing gifted yeah, to him so with the Fat injuries. Rob. Well, Fat Rob, I mean, how, how long were you really going to ride Fat Rob? You as know, long as Fat I Rob did. was a stopgap. And the Fat Rob, I think, has Fat Robbed himself out of here. So Piran and Rob are out. Insert Geis, who can be at least your first and second down back. And then you got Chris Thompson to build third down duties. They've got themselves a decent backfield now. You got a division of Zeke Elliott, Barkley, Geis, and Jay Yeah, and Darren Sproles and. Wendell Smallwood and the I mean do the Eagles really are they even gonna feature a Jai? Are they gonna sign him to a deal? Like what's going on with that? I have no idea, but bottom line is this season they got him and that's three a hell good of a backs. division. And then three the Eagles good backs in the backs. division. Uh, I'm not even gonna go through the rest of the Redskins draft because I don't know anybody they drafted. Who right. cares? They're gonna suck. And then let's go to Philly. Philly didn't have too many picks to deal with, but they made sure to go get Dallas. Troll <laughs> the Cowboys and Dallas as a whole. Uh, and it started with their kicker. Should we fire that Dude, off? Dude, I, I don't even know what you're talking about. You don't even care, do you? Well, I wasn't able to really watch any of the second rounds. So, like, I'm looking at it. I guess watching, sure, I couldn't hear anything. So I saw a tiny bald guy on stage making a cause and a ruckus, and then I saw who they picked. But I don't know, like, the audio-wise, is this even good? Uh, well, why don't we, why don't we listen to All it? All right, let's listen to it. To announce the Philadelphia Eagles selection, please welcome... From the University of Louisville, kicker David Akers. What's up, Dallas? Oh, kicker's trolling the Cowboys. Last year. I like staying. 
shield for 15 years. Tonight, I'm representing the Philadelphia Eagles, NFC East champs, divisional champs, <laughs> NFC champs, and world champs, the world champs. Hey, Dallas, the last time you were in the Super Bowl, uh -oh. these draft picks weren't born. <laughs> Doug Peterson. With the 49th pick in the 2018 draft, the NFL would like to represent the Philadelphia Eagles, Dallas Goddard. Oh. oh. He is the tight end from South Dakota State. Go, Birds. That disrespectful, disrespectful, ugly, fucking, sucking motherfucker, David Schmakers. Are you kidding me? Come into Dallas. Look, I'll give him credit. That line was actually kind of funny because it is somewhat true. But, dude, first of all, the NFC East champion, division champ. Well, that's that means, you bleeping idiot. Glad and he clarified that. I'm glad that you finally the won a NFC Super Bowl. Champions. First the time ever. Champions. The Cowboys went to Philadelphia and won this year. And the Super Bowl. And champions. David Akers, I know that you've missed Several kicks that cost you victories against said Dallas Cowboys. So I don't want to hear you running your dirty ass mouth because you never won crap with the Eagles. Because they haven't won diddly poo until this past year and they probably will never win one again. So suck it. Drew Pearson was still better. Should we compare the two? I think so. Let's hear what Drew did. Should we put them up against each First other? First of all, the voices alone, Drew Pearson yeah, sounds I like know. a man. This guy sounds like an angry 13 year old. Yeah, prepubescent for sure. Like a seven-year-old at Toys R Us. David I can't be Avers. around it. Well, it's funny, though, because he sounds like exactly, exactly like I, I would imagine. from the Philadelphia Eagles. Exactly how I would imagine David Akers sounding is is how he sounds. You know, it's it, it cool. played out perfectly. Yeah, let's revisit Drew Pearson. He killed it last year. This is, this is incredible. To announce the Dallas Cowboys selection, please welcome... The University of Tulsa, wide receiver, Drew Pearson. All right. How about them Cowboys? I want to thank the Eagle fans for allowing me to have a career in the NFL. Thank you. I am honored as an undrafted free agent to be selected to make the Cowboys second round draft pick and on behalf of the five-time world champion Dallas Cowboys Hall of Fame owner Jerry Jones Team Jones and the Jones family Coach Jason Garrett all the Cowboy players that played before me that played with me and played after me with the second pick and the second the 60th pick and the He almost landed the dismount on that one, man. He almost had it completely perfect. He's like, with the second pick, with the 60th pick. 
that that one little slip up yeah, there, yeah. that was it. But man, that was such a tough thing for him to do, the and he killed it. He the, the Joneses, all the Joneses, the entire lineage, all the players, of the Joneses, anyone with the Jones last name, Tom Jones, John Bruce Steven, Jones, John Jones, Stephen May, Barbara Coltite, Chandler Jones, Stephen, Jim. Drew Pearson, man, love that guy. It was in in, in, a, in a raining down booze. I thought I thought Dallas did a good job booing Acres. Yeah, uh, but those Eagles fans were loud and proud well, booing. They're used to that. They they literally have earned a living booing and throwing batteries filled with snowballs, battery snowballs at Santa Claus, and God knows what other dirty things those filthy humans are doing. Man, that Acres really got you fired up. Yeah, I don't like Acres. Never have. And Pearson clearly. Look, everyone, he was trying to do what Drew Pearson did, and it just didn't work. Sorry about you, brother. But maybe I don't know. Should... It seemed like it worked. It seemed like he got a little uh I mean, I butter. just think it's for for him to go off, and you could tell his little smug bitch ass, he, he seemed like he did a, thought he did a good job. But in reality, he can suck my big, fat Jewish fucking cock. All right, well, do you feel better now? Oh, I feel so much better. David Akers, I hope you have a great life. Gosh, you're terrible. Don't ever come back to Dallas. I was, actually, I was wondering if he was going to make it out, and he did. He did. Look, we're not he made Philadelphia. It out um, we're not going to do that kind of thing. But the Eagles had a whatever draft. I mean, I think that Dallas Goddard pick solid. Uh, the comp for him was Zach Ertz. So I'm not sure I what thought Ertz the comp is. was Jason Witten. <laughs> no. He's more of a receiver, less of a blocker. So... And according he, to the Cowboys, his routes usually consist of more than just a six I'd, and a half yard. I'd much hook. rather have Connor Williams if, if we're being honest with each other here. I think the Cowboys ended up with the better player. Yeah, that's how it always happens. If you would have ended up with Godare, you'd say I would rather have Godare. No, no. Beautiful. If they had a both been on the board and we passed on Connor Williams for Dallas Goddard or Godert or Gogert or whatever mm, the heck his name is, Dallas. I'd have I'd have not been thrilled with that selection because the Cowboys have not drafted well in the second round when it comes to tight ends. Hey, at least you can take comfort in knowing that there's always going to be a little bit of Dallas in Philly. Definitely. I hope that guy ends up being uh, a solid player for them, and every time he does anything well, they've got to chant Dallas. Here we go, Dallas. Here we go. Yeah, yeah. I heard they were putting up actually a petition in Philly trying to get him to change his name. Like, Philly fans are actually already sort of against their uh, their newest tight end, which is hilarious. Their first overall, their first pick in the draft. They didn't have a first rounder. Well, because now at tight end, they have uh, Dallas and they have Zach. Uh, my ball, Zach Ertz. My ball, Zach Ertz. Yes. Love Jesus, that guy. That's brilliant. Love um, that guy. Yeah, we'll see if they go more two tight ends. I don't know. The Eagles are a pretty damn good football team. They're still probably the team yeah, to be. they're okay, you know. In the NFCs, which sucks. Not terrible. Not necessarily because of their draft, I think because of their additions in the offseason. Bringing in Bennett. Bringing in Haloti Nada, adding some beef and talent to that defensive line, which was already pretty damn was good. Was that beef 100% American, though? No, it wasn't. I, I don't know what Nada is. Maybe Samoan, maybe a little Samoan mixed in there. A little Filipino, I'm not really sure. Love those tribal tats. But uh, they look solid. I, I do like what the Cowboys did. If you were to ask me, of course I am a little biased. I think the Cowboys had the best draft in the division. A little. I think they did. I like what the Giants did with their first three picks. Oh, like why you stop do. there? They had the best draft in the whole league. Didn't no, they, they didn't. Chuck? No, no, no. Top three. Dude, the top three that the Bears had, the Bears cleaned up with Roquan Smith, right? I know they got Anthony Miller. Who the heck was their second-round guy? I'm blanking on it. Anthony Miller. They got Anthony Miller in the third. Who the heck was their second-round pick? 
I'm blanking on it, but it was a really good. Can you look it up? I know you got your phone. I don't have my phone with me. Yeah, right sure. Now. No, yeah, I'll do your job for you. But it was a good. It was a good uh, thinking player, man. You and smell I, bad. Do you smell bad? It was good stinking. No, you smell a little bit though. But the Bears cleaned up. I mean, if you look at the, the, the I like with Lamar Jackson pick for the Ravens. The Saints probably had the weirdest move in the first round. Trading, it seemed like they're going to go get Lamar Jackson. They trade their first next year to go up and get Marcus Davenport. Not a bad player. They need defensive help. But just to mortgage a future first for that, I don't know that that was worth it. And then the most head-scratching pick for me was Seattle taking Penny, that running back. The Bears in the second round. Round two, pick 39. James Daniels, James Daniels, out that's of what it Iowa, was. Yes, total so, steal. Yes. Potentially the best player in the draft. Maybe. I'm glad I looked that up. I'm glad I took the time to do that. That was a great pick. So they they cleaned up with Smith, Daniels, and my man Anthony Miller. I think those are three starters and three very very good Pro Bowl potential players for the Bears there inside. Well, it's a bittersweet time, man, because the draft is coming gone. It has one more in the books. We look ahead to next year. Yeah, man, I'm already balls are deep we, are in 2019. We, are we getting a huge mock 2019? Can't wait. Uh, I can't wait either. I hope it's a much better season for our football teams, though. Now, yeah, I hope we're picking uh, Hope we're picking 32. I hope you're picking 30. No, I hope we're picking 32. You can pick 31. We can meet in the Super Bowl. We'd both be naked, covered oh in barbecue God. sauce yeah, and blue would, cheese yeah, and ranch. God, I would be, have to request off. I would be slathering that barbecue all over you. Oh, my goodness. That would be such a night. My God. Do you think we would hate each other at the end of it? I think there would be, uh, we would end up having uh, hate sex. I love that. That's the best kind. It's usually my favorite. So, personally. all in all, we're winning. It yeah. doesn't matter. We're winning. No, we're at the end of the night, we're both uh, we're both going to come away with a victory. We're coming somewhere, right? Oh, yeah. So, that's the NFL draft, baby. You got anything else to add? Or are we good? No, there's literally nothing. Nothing else, we man. We covered every angle, I know there was base. a lot of quarterback movement. We'll see. I mean, I'm sure we'll talk about... Yeah, we'll we'll revisit stuff, this stuff later we had on to pump as well. Out a, we had to pump out an episode for you. Congrats on your new linebacker. Thank you, Vanderpump. Go Cowboys! Vanderpump rules. Connor Williams and uh, LVECW. Your offense. But it's all about that Michael Gallup, baby. Get Gallup's those jerseys their way now. To the end zone. Fantasy players draft Michael Gallup. You won't regret it unless you're in my league. Stay the f away from him. All right, let's sign off. All right, hugs and pounds, everybody. This is the No Split Seat Podcast. The show everyone can afford to listen to. Zach Wolchuk, Eric Chiafalo, hit us up. NosebleedSeatsRadio.com. And be sure to check out RWDiamondBroker.com. Yes, the Diamond Brokers no more. It's now RW Diamond Broker. We thank them. All your jewelry needs, whatever you need, they can check it out. Ask for Robert. He'll fix it up for you. Peace out, everybody.